chapter three part one of smoke blue by jack london this librivox recording is in the public domain the stampede to squaw creek two months after smoke blue and shorty went after moose for a grub stake they were back in the elkhorn saloon at dawson the hunting was done the meat hauled in and sold for two dollars and a half a pound and between them they possessed three thousand dollars in gold dust and a good team of dogs they had played in luck despite the fact that the gold rush had driven the game a hundred miles or more into the mountains they had within half that distance bagged four moose in a narrow canyon the mystery of the strayed animals was no greater than the luck of their killers for within the day four famished indian families reporting no game in three days journey back camp beside them meat was traded for starving dogs and after a week of feeding smoke and shorty harnessed the animals and began freighting the meat to the eager dawson market the problem of the two men now was to turn their gold dust into food the current price for flour and beans was a dollar and a half a pound but the difficulty was to find a cellar dawson was in the throes of famine hundreds of men with money but no food had been compelled to leave the country many had gone down the river on the last water and many more with barely enough food to last had walked the six hundred miles over the ice to dyea smoke met shorty in the warm saloon and found the latter jubilant life ain't no punkins without whisky and sweetenin was shorty's greeting as he pulled lumps of ice from his thawing moustache and flung them rattling on the floor and i sure just got eighteen pounds of that same sweetenin the geezer only charged three dollars a pound for it what luck did you have i too have not been idle smoke answered with pride i bought fifty pounds of flour and there's a man up on adam creek who says he'll let me have fifty pounds more to-morrow great we'll sure live till the river opens say smoke them dogs of iron is the goods a dog buyer offered me two hundred apiece for the five of them i told him nothing doing they sure took on class when they got me to get outside of but it goes against the grain feedin dog critters on grub that's worth two and a half a pound come on and have a drink i just got to celebrate them eighteen pounds of sweetenin several minutes later as he weighed in on the gold scales for the drinks he gave a start of recollection i plumb forgot that man i was to meet in the tivoli he's got some spoiled bacon he'll sell for a dollar and a half a pound we can feed it to the dogs and save a dollar a day on each's board bill so long so long said smoke i'm going to the cabin and turn in hardly had shorty left the place when a fur-clad man entered through the double storm doors his face lighted at sight of smoke who recognized him as breck the man whose boat they had run through the box canyon and white horse rapids i heard you were in town breck said hurriedly as they shook hands been looking for you for half an hour come outside i want to talk with you smoke looked regretfully at the roaring red-hot stove won't this do no it's important come outside as they emerged smoke drew off one mitten lighted a match and glanced at the thermometer that hung beside the door he remittened his naked hand hastily as if the frost had burned him overhead arched the flaming aurora borealis while from all dawson arose 
the mournful howling of thousands of wolf-dogs what it did it say breck asked sixty below kit spat experimentally and the spittle crackled in the air and the thermometer is certainly working it's falling all the time an hour ago it was only fifty-two don't tell me it's a stampede it is breck whispered back cautiously casting anxious eyes about in fear of some other listener you know squaw creek empties in on the other side of the yukon thirty miles up nothing doing there was smoke's judgment it was prospected years ago so were all the other rich creeks listen it's big only eight to twenty feet to bedrock there won't be a claim that don't run to half a million it's a dead secret two or three of my close friends let me in on it i told my wife right away that i was going to find you before i started now so long my pack's hidden down the bank in fact when they told me they made me promise not to pull out until dawson was asleep you know what it means if you're seen with a stampeding outfit get your partner and follow you ought to stake fourth or fifth claim from discovery don't forget squaw creek it's the third after you pass swede creek when smoke entered the little cabin on the hillside back of dawson he heard a heavy familiar breathing i'll go to bed shorty mumbled as smoke shook his shoulder i'm not on the night shift was his next remark as the rousing hand became more vigorous tell your troubles to the barkeeper kick into your clothes smoke said we've got to stake a couple of claims shorty sat up and started to explode but smoke's hand covered his mouth shoo smoke warned it's a big strike don't wake the neighborhood dawson's asleep huh you got to show me nobody tells anybody about a strike of course not but ain't it plumb amazin the way everybody hits the trail just the same squaw creek smoke whispered it's right breck gave me the tip shallow bedrock gold from the grass roots down come on we'll sling a couple of light packs together and pull out shorty's eyes closed as he lapsed back into sleep the next moment his blankets were swept off him if you don't want them i do smoke explained shorty followed the blankets and began to dress going to take the dogs he asked no the trail up the creek is sure to be unbroken and we can make better time without them then i'll throw em a meal which'll have to last em till we get back be sure you take some birch bark and a candle shorty opened the door felt the bite of the cold and shrank back to pull down his ear flaps and mitten his hands five minutes later he returned sharply rubbing his nose smoke i'm sure opposed to making this stampede it's colder than the hinges of hell a thousand years before the first fire was lighted besides it's friday the thirteenth and we're going to trouble as the sparks fly upward with small stampeding packs on their backs they closed the door behind them and started down the hill the display of the aurora borealis had ceased and only the stars leaped in the great cold and by their uncertain light made traps for the feet shorty floundered off a turn of the trail into deep snow and raised his voice in blessing of the date of the week and month of ye and year can't you keep still smoke chided leave the almanac alone you'll have all dawson awaken after us huh see the light in that cabin and in that one over there and hear that door slam oh sure dawson's asleep them lights just bury him they're dead they ain't stampedin bet your life they ain't by the time they reached the foot of the hill and were fairly in dawson lights were springing up in the cabins doors were slamming and from behind came the sound of many moccasins on the hard-packed snow again shorty delivered himself but it beats hell the amount of mourners there is they passed a man who stood by the path and was calling anxiously in a low voice oh charlie get a move on see that pack on his back smoke 
the graveyards sure a long ways off when the mourners got to pack their blankets by the time they reached the main street a hundred men were in line behind them and while they sought in the deceptive starlight for the trail that dipped down the bank to the river more men could be heard arriving shorty slipped and shot down the thirty-foot chute into the soft snow smoke followed knocking him over as he was rising to his feet i found it first he gurgled taking off his mittens to shake the snow out of the gauntlets the next moment they were scrambling wildly out of the way of the hurtling bodies of those that followed at the time of the freeze-up a jam had occurred at this point and cakes of ice were upended in snow-covered confusion after several hard falls smoke drew out his candle and lighted it those in the rear hailed it with acclaim in the windless air it burned easily and he led the way more quickly it's a sure stampede shorty decided or might all them be sleepwalkers we're at the head of the procession at any rate was smoke's answer oh i don't know maybe that's a firefly ahead there maybe they're all fireflies that one and that one look at em believe me they is a whole string of processions ahead it was a mile across the jams to the west bank of the yukon and candles flickered the full length of the twisting trail behind them clear to the top of the bank they had descended were more candles say smoke this ain't no stampede it's a exodus they must be a thousand men ahead of us and ten thousand behind now you listen to your uncle my medicine's good when i get a hunch it's sure right and we're in wrong on this stampede let's turn back and hit the sleep you'd better save your breath if you intend to keep up smoke retorted gruffly huh my legs is short but i slog along slack at the knees and don't worry my muscles none and i can sure walk every piker here off the ice and smoke knew he was right for he had long since learned his comrade's phenomenal walking powers i've been holding back to give you a chance smoke jeered and i plumb trodden on your heels if you can't do better let me go ahead and set pace smoke quickened and was soon at the rear of the nearest bunch of stampeders hike along you smoke the other urged walk over them unburied dead this ain't no funeral hit the frost like you was going somewheres smoke counted eight men and two women in this party and before the way across the jam ice was one he and shorty had passed another party twenty strong within a few feet of the west bank the trail swerved to the south emerging from the jam upon smooth ice the ice however was buried under several feet of fine snow through this the sled trail ran a narrow ribbon of packed footing barely two feet in width on either side one sank to his knees and deeper in the snow the stampeders they overtook were reluctant to give way and often smoke and shorty had to plunge into the deep snow and by supreme efforts flounder past shorty was irrepressible and pessimistic when the stampeders resented being passed he retorted in kind what's your hurry one of them asked what's yours he answered a stampede come down from indian river yesterday afternoon and beat you to it they ain't no claims left that being so i repeat what's your hurry who me i ain't no stampeder i'm workin for the government i'm on official business i'm just traipsin along to take the census of squaw creek to another who hailed him with where away little one do you really expect to stake a claim shorty answered me i'm the discoverer of squaw creek i'm just comin back from recordin so as to see no blamed chachaco jumps my claim the average pace of the stampeders on the smooth going was three miles and a half an hour smoke and shorty were doing four and a half though sometimes they broke into short runs and went faster i'm going to travel your feet clean off shorty smoke challenged huh i can hike along on the stumps and wear the heels off your moccasins 
though it ain't no use i've been figurin creek claims is five hundred feet call em ten to the mile they's a thousand stampeders ahead of us and that creek ain't no hundred miles long somebody's goin to get left and it makes a noise like you and me before replying smoke let out an unexpected link that threw shorty half a dozen feet in the rear if you saved your breath and kept up we'd cut down a few of that thousand he chided who me if you'd get out of the way i'd show you a pace what is smoke laughed and let out another link the whole aspect of the adventure had changed through his brain was running a phrase of that mad philosopher the transvaluation of values in truth he was less interested in staking a fortune than in beating shorty after all he concluded it wasn't the reward of the game but the playing of it that counted mind and muscle and stamina and soul were challenged in a contest with this shorty a man who had never opened the books and who did not know grand opera from ragtime nor an epic from a chilblain shorty i've got you skinned to death i've reconstructed every cell in my body since i hit the beach at dyea my flesh is as stringy as whipcords and as bitter and mean as the bite of a rattlesnake a few months ago i'd have patted myself on the back to write such words but i couldn't have written them i had to live them first and now that i'm living them there's no need to write them i'm the real bitter stinging goods and no scrub of a mountaineer can put anything over on me without getting it back compound now you go ahead and set pace for half an hour do your worst and when you're all in i'll go ahead and give you half an hour of the real worst huh shorty sneered genially and him not dry behind the ears yet get out of the way and let your father show you some goin half hour by half hour they alternated in setting pace nor did they talk much their exertions kept them warm though their breath froze on their faces from lips to chin so intense was the cold that they almost continually rubbed their noses and cheeks with their mittens a few minutes cessation from this allowed the flesh to grow numb and then most vigorous rubbing was required to produce the burning prickle of returning circulation often they thought they had reached the lead but always they overtook more stampeders who had started before them occasionally groups of men attempted to swing in behind to their pace but invariably they were discouraged after a mile or two and disappeared in the darkness to the rear we've been out on trail all winter was shorty's comment and them geezers saw from layin' round their cabins has the nerve to think they can keep our stride now if they was real sourdoughs it'd be different if there's one thing a sourdough can do it's sure walk once smoke lighted a match and glanced at his watch he never repeated it for so quick was the bite of the frost on his bared hands that half an hour passed before they were again comfortable four o'clock he said as he pulled on his mittens and we've already passed three hundred three hundred and thirty-eight shorty corrected i've been keeping count get out of the way stranger let somebody stampede that knows how to stampede the latter was addressed to a man evidently exhausted who could no more than stumble along and who blocked the trail this and one other were the only played-out men they encountered for they were very near to the head of the stampede nor did they learn till afterwards the horrors of that night exhausted men sat down to rest by the way and failed to get up again seven were frozen to death while scores of amputations of toes feet and fingers were performed in the dawson hospitals on the survivors for the stampede of squaw creek occurred on the coldest night of the year before morning the spirit thermometers at dawson registered seventy degrees below zero the men composing the stampede with few exceptions were newcomers in the country who did not know the way of the cold the other played-out man they found a few minutes later revealed by a streamer of aurora borealis that shot like a searchlight from horizon to zenith he was sitting on a piece of ice beside the trail 
hop along sister mary shorty gaily greeted him keep moving if you sit there you'll freeze stiff the man made no response and they stopped to investigate stiff as a poker were shorty's verdict if you tumbled him over he'd break see if he's breathing smoke said as with bared hand he sought for through furs and woollens for the man's heart shorty lifted one ear flap and bent to the iced lips nary breathe he reported nor heartbeat said smoke he mittened his hand and beat it violently for a minute before exposing it to the frost to strike a match it was an old man incontestably dead in the moment of illumination they saw a long grey beard masked with ice to the nose cheeks that were white with frost and closed eyes with frost-rimmed lashes frozen together then the match went out come on shorty said rubbing his ear we can't do nothing for the old geezer and i've sure frosted my ear now all the blame skin'll peel off and it'll be sore for a week a few minutes later when a flaming ribbon spilled pulsating fire over the heavens they saw on the ice a quarter of a mile ahead two forms beyond for a mile nothing moved they're leading the procession smoke said as darkness fell again come on let's get them at the end of half an hour not yet having overtaken the two in front shorty broke into a run if we catch em we'll never pass em he panted lord what a pace they're hittin dollars to doughnuts they're no chechakos they're the real sourdough variety you can stack on that smoke was leading when they finally caught up and he was glad to ease to a walk at their heels almost immediately he got the impression that the one near him was a woman how this impression came he could not tell hooded and furred the dark form was as any form yet there was a haunting sense of familiarity about it he waited for the next flame of the aurora and by its light saw the smallness of the moccasined feet but he saw more the walk and knew it for the unmistakable walk he had once resolved never to forget she's a sure goer shorty confided hoarsely i'll bet it's an indian how do you do miss gastel smoke addressed her how do you do she answered with a turn of the head and a quick glance it's too dark to see who are you smoke she laughed in the frost and he was certain it was the prettiest laughter he had ever heard and have you married and raised all those children you were telling me about before he could retort she went on how many chechakos are there behind several thousand i imagine we passed over three hundred then they weren't wasting any time it's the old story she said bitterly the newcomers get in on the rich creeks and the old-timers who dared and suffered and made this country get nothing old-timers made this discovery on squaw creek how it leaked out is the mystery and they sent word up to the old-timers on sea line but it's ten miles farther than dawson and when they arrive they'll find the creek staked to the skyline by the dawson chechakos it isn't right it isn't fair such perversity of luck it is too bad smoke sympathized but i'm hanged if i know what you're going to do about it first come first served you know i wish i could do something she flashed back at him i'd like to see them all freeze on the trail or have everything terrible happen to them so long as the sea lion stampede arrived first you've certainly got it in for us hard he laughed it isn't that she said quickly man by man i know the crowd from sea lion and they are men they starved in this country in the old days and they worked like giants to develop it i went through the hard times on the cayucuc with them when i was a little girl and i was with them in the birch creek famine and in the forty mile famine they are heroes and they deserve some reward and yet here are thousands of green softlings who haven't earned the right to stake anything miles and miles ahead of them and now if you'll forgive my tirade i'll save my breath for i don't know when you and all the rest may try to pass dad and me no further talk passed between joy and smoke for an hour or so though he noticed that for a time she and her father talked in low tones 
i know him now shorty told smoke he's old lewis gaskell and the real goods that must be his kid he come into this country so long ago they ain't nobody can recollect and he brought the girl with him she only a baby him and beetles was trading partners and they ran the first dinky little steamboat up the cayucuc i don't think we'll try to pass them smoke said we're at the head of the stampede and there are only four of us shorty agreed and another hour of silence followed during which they swung steadily along at seven o'clock the blackness was broken by a last display of the aurora borealis which showed to the west a broad opening between snow-clad mountains squaw creek joy exclaimed goin some shorty exulted we oughtn't to been there for another half hour to the least according to my reckoning i must have been spreadin my legs it was at this point that the dyea trail baffled by ice jams swerved abruptly across the yukon to the east bank and here they must leave the hard-packed main travel trail mount the jams and follow a dim trail but slightly packed that hovered the west bank End of chapter three part one